This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good morning to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. Well, Junie, another week has gone by and we're concluding a teaching and I hope you've been with us earlier this week because we're talking about God's wisdom versus man's wisdom. And we've been looking carefully at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and portions of chapter 2. And Junie, maybe we could just go over some of the scriptures that we pointed out as essential to understanding the issue of God's wisdom. The first one is 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18. For the word of the cross is to those who are perishing foolishness, but to us who are believing and being saved, it is the power of God. So, Juni, it's really one or the other. It's either foolishness or it is the power as well as the wisdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 22 through 24, we read, For indeed, Jews ask for signs, and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, to Jews a stumbling block, and to Gentiles foolishness, but to those who are being called, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And we know, Shelley, that you did look for many, many signs, and Greeks do a lot of stumbling, a lot of studying, but the Jews stumble over Jesus, and the Gentiles think that the crucifixion and the resurrection is foolishness, but to those who are saved, to both Jews and Gentiles, it is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So the question is, do we believe? Amen. Do we look for signs? Do we question the Lord and seek for his wisdom? Right. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, a very significant verse. It says, but by his doing, in other words, by God's doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Junie, this is a fact. When we believe and we understand that the word of the cross, the word of the the resurrection as well, is the power of God, we have, Jesus has become to us the wisdom of God. So the gap has been closed. God's wisdom has become our wisdom. And how can that really be? How can we close that gap? And what is the secret? 
And we find that in Romans 8, verse 14, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So really, the importance of our life, Shelley, no longer being lived in the flesh in what we think, what we hear, what we feel or what we see, what, but we begin to ask the Lord to lead us and guide us through the power of his Holy Spirit. And in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we can have our minds renewed, yes. which would then um, cause uh, our minds, our thinking to change, that Jesus died, that he's given us the mind of Christ. So we're not implying not to think, but when we think naturally, we identify with the world and the things of the world. And the wisdom that comes from man really is not the wisdom of God. That is for sure, Junie. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2 and look what it says in verse 9 and 10. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. So what we see, what we hear, what even enters into our heart or mind, that will not lead us to the wisdom of God. But we see the answer in verse 10. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. So, Junie, we see what a powerful uh, thing that God has accomplished. He has given us, he has revealed to us through the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God, which searches all things, even the depths of God. So we can read the word, but the word needs to be uh, amplified or brought into our innermost beings by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know, now we can go on, Junie, and look, read the rest of the chapter, 1 Corinthians 2. It says, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. That's why we need to have the Spirit of God operable in our lives. Now we have received, again, in verse 10 it says, For, for to us God revealed them through the Spirit. Now in verse 12 we see, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining or comparing spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. So through the power of the Holy Spirit, our very language, our speech will change because the Holy Spirit has revealed it to us. So it says, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised or discerned. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no man. And the chapter, Junie, closes with this incredible verse. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Junie, if we would just appropriate that in our lives, we would be a different kind of people. And boy, what witnesses we would become knowing that we have the mind of God because he has revealed his innermost thoughts to us through the vehicle of the Holy Spirit. 
It's powerful, Junie. It's really powerful, and yet some people might say or think that they lack wisdom. Really? How can I get wisdom? How can I really be this spiritual man? And I know you're talking about the Holy Spirit and um, how God has given it to us, and yet people might feel, well, I, I still lack wisdom. Really? I don't know. How can I get wisdom? And so if we look at James chapter 1, verse 5, we'll read and see the answer. It says, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Lord. So going right back to what you're saying, how is it given? It's given through the Holy Spirit. And for those of you who are listening, who really know in their hearts, you've not been born again. You've not been born of, um, of God. You've not asked the Lord to forgive you for your sins. You've not come before him and um, really asked him to give you a new heart and a new mind that you might have the wisdom of God, that the Holy Spirit of God might dwell in your heart. You can go before the Lord even now and cry out to him and ask him to really forgive you for your sins and to ask him to come into your heart and give you a new heart, to give you the wisdom of God that he would guide your ways and guide your paths and protect you. And you know, Shelley, in these days with all the uh, trouble in the earth and especially in the Middle East, it's a time that we really need to examine our life and see if we're in the Lord. Amen. And you know, Junie, that verse you read before, Romans eight fourteen, uh, is that verse, is, there's probably no greater proof of our being indwelt by the risen Lord than by the inward working in our hearts of the Holy Spirit as a present reality, knowing his wisdom. Because you read before, for as many as are led of the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So we need to see that we cannot resist the Holy Spirit if we resist the Spirit if we quench the Spirit, if we grieve the Holy Spirit, uh, that's going to allow us to be open to spiritual attack and everything in our lives that does not have as its source the Holy Spirit is not of God. It's the channel of the Holy Spirit. And as you said, asking God through the Holy Spirit, He will reveal His innermost thoughts to us. And what a life that would be so different than just living ordinarily lives but we should be living supernatural lives because we have the mind of Christ. And I think it's important what you read, Shelley, for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And you know we cannot be a son of God or a child of God unless the Son of God lives in our heart. So if the Son of God doesn't live in your heart, ask him to come in. He wants nothing more. He died so that he might have a personal relationship with you and with me. He wants to give you yes, his Lord. life, and nothing would delight him more than to be in a personal relationship with us. Amen. You know, Junie, in Colossians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, speaking of Jesus, the word of God says, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So we have, you know, again, we said it during the course of the week, Knowledge and wisdom is not the accumulation of facts. 
knowledge and wisdom comes by having the Lord live in his fullness in our lives through the Holy Spirit. And it's really true, Shelley, because it says it's in him, all wisdom and knowledge. And so again, if he is not alive in us, if we are not yielding our lives to him each moment of every day, wanting him to live his life through us, we're not even Christians. We're not following the Lord. It's Jesus, it's his life, and it's his way that he will lead us when we yield our hearts to him. And isn't it interesting, Junie, one final thought. In the book of Acts, when they had to choose seven men to be deacons, it says, what was the qualification for it? Seven men full of the Spirit and of wisdom. See, we need the Holy Spirit to have and walk in the wisdom of God, which will change everything and could change people around us because of who we are. Well, this being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen and to recite the Shema. And if you know it, please say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you that your wisdom is made available to us. Thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is the link that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will have the wisdom of God. And we say to all of our listeners, Shabbat Shalom. Have a blessed rest in the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.